Hello and welcome back to Shit I Wish Someone Would Have Told Me, a series of conversations between my guests and I where we talk about all of the shit that we wish someone would have told us at some point or another. All of which, of course, relate back to the most important topic, the topic of you and yourself. Our conversation today is with Ashley Robinson of 2B Yoga. You can learn more about her in the intro and also online if you want to give her a follow over on Instagram at Ashley Robinson Yoga or follow her yoga company, 2B Yoga. That is the number two, the letter B, the underscore yoga, and then another underscore. So we're going to be talking about diet culture today. So all of the things, all of the notions, and this is something that Ashley and I have um, a very, very in-depth experience with in terms of our upbringing and our just lived experience as women. So different, yet at the same time, so many overlapping similarities. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation. Do make sure to share it with anyone that you feel it might benefit if they hear it too. And remember that these conversations happen live every Friday over on Instagram, on my Instagram, which is at Soul Searching and Squats. So you can just tap on over to that and say hello in the description. And let me know what you think about this, because I feel that this is a topic that is very personal for me and so many others that I have spoken with. So let me know what you think by sliding into my DMs over on Instagram. And without further ado, let's listen into some shit that we wish someone would have told us about diet culture. Friday, welcome in to another episode of Shit I Wish Someone Would Have Told Me. Today, Ashley is going to come back and we are going to be talking about diet culture, y'all. So, together, you know, it is always a good time and that we talk about things, you know, body image, um, societal standards, that kind of stuff. And so, hey, Sarah, welcome, happy Friday. And so with that being said, um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Ashley while I'm waiting for her to pop on. She's been on here before. She is the creator and founder of 2B Yoga, which stands for um, Bad Bitch Yoga. And she created a space where she saw a need um, because she didn't feel that. I mean, well, there wasn't. There, were, there weren't anyone that looked like her in the yoga space within our community. So she made it and um now she's here so as soon as she is logging on i don't i don't know what's up with this thing but yeah so we'll go over the definition as soon as she is in here it says unable i don't know what that means <laughs> uh, uh, uh. So if anyone has any questions or any comments on your experience with diet culture, go ahead and there you are. Let us know. So um, I introduced you. I don't know if you heard that part. Uh-uh. Okay. I said I said the usual. If there's anything that you want to add, feel free. Hey. <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> I want that. You're just like, I'm here. I'm so um let's start us off with what diet culture is for um the purposes of our talk today it is a system that places more value on weight body shape and size over health and overall well-being both physical and mental so 
that's what we're talking about. That's how we are defining it. That's how it's defined according to like most things that you look up. And so with that being said, Ashley, what is some shit that you wish someone would have told you about diet culture? <laughs> so much. So much. <laughs> growing up as a person, um, you know, social media wasn't a thing back when I was growing up, but there was TV and magazines. Um, I guess that was mostly it, huh? Just my, you know, I was a, like, I was an avid reader of Seventeen magazine when I was like fourteen mm-hmm. through seventeen, probably. But anyway, all you saw was the same type of body, and I really just wish no, someone would have told me that my body was okay even though it didn't look like the ones that I was seeing on tv and in magazines that my larger body was just as acceptable as those little skinny toothpick small bodies (laughs) yeah yeah I think and we've spoken about this before because you know based just like on like the numbers and like getting fixated on like that number on the scale it was something where I always weighed like five to 10 pounds more, but I'm like, don't I look the same? And so to me, that led to body dysmorphia, which I still, I don't want to say struggle with, but it's still very present, like still very present. And I, I had a reflection today. Um, I, I had, I looked at the photo from like the past and I remember with that photo that whenever it was taken, I remember that day I was like, I don't feel good. But look at the photo, I'm like, damn. <laughs> don't you hate to look back at pictures where you thought you were fat and turns out you were like way smaller than you are right now like Like, I see myself in high school and I'm like damn I spent all that time thinking that I was fat in high school or in college or at that event and that event and that thing and that time and I was never like never yeah, or just, like, feeling bad or just uncomfortable and, like, worried about, like, covering, like, parts that I don't feel confident yeah. with. And, yeah, like, diet culture itself, I think a lot of times when I think of diet culture, I think of, like, the diet part of it and what stems from that. I think that it's important to point out that it's so much more than just diet. And I don't mean diet, and this is something that um, I've spoken about, like, in the past with, like, some other people and I think like we too hey Joe welcome and happy Friday um whenever I say diet I usually think and I think that for most of us that means like restriction like this is like a very like clear identified like box of like what I can and cannot eat and consume Mm -hmm. and I think that a healthier way to look at that is literally just like what you eat like what's your diet and we have like what what are you consuming because you can also have, you know, like a media diet. You can have like a mental health diet. Like what are you looking at on a daily basis in those terms as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think diet culture is sneaky. Like, like you don't even, um, you don't even realize that it's a thing until like when, like, but when you know, you know, and you see it everywhere and you can catch it. Like, you know, um, I don't know how often y'all get ads in your Facebook feed and in your Instagram feed. And All I'm the time. Saying, right? It's constant. <laughs> and it's so full of diet culture, like, messages, like, burn the belly fat, you know, lose this much and this much time. Um, it's a constant, steady stream of 
you need to be smaller. You need to work towards this goal. Get hot girl summer ready. Hit body goals, like especially right now, because people are, it's a, it's a billion dollar industry. And because people profit and make money off of making you feel bad for how you look, it's sneaky. It is so manipulative and so sneaky. And I swear, I used to, I never knew. I wish I knew what I know now. But like I said, now that when you know, you know, and you see it in everything on commercials and the ads on TV and everywhere. And it's it's scary how people would, it, I think there is scary how I many people don't know. How I many people are still so unaware. Y'all, somebody that I know posted, I doubt they'll watch this, so I'll say it. But somebody that I know posted, <sighs> I don't care. Because if she watches this, she needs to know. Um, she sells like belly fat juice or something like that like if you drink this like you buy this gallon of juice like you supposedly you drink it every day you'll lose your butt you'll lose your gut and grow your butt and when i saw it i was like what the no and then she and then so to sell it today her post said the reason why winter keeps coming back is because your body is not hot girl summer ready yet and i was like Oh, <laughs> Sarah says sounds like a scam. Great up scam, right? Yeah. Like, so you mean to tell me that if I buy this $30 gallon of juice from you, and I drink a cup every day before bed and a cup in the morning or whatever. I don't even know. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie and say I, I actually no, because I don't care. I'm not going to drink the juice that I'm going to lose my belly fat in X number of days. I'm going to be able to grow my butt. What? And that because and that my body is not currently hot girl summer ready until I buy her her juice or her tea or whatever it is. <sighs> like I can't. Sounded yeah, phonetically it sounded fun, um, but yeah, no, like you can't. Yeah, Sarah says don't drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, for don't real. Drink the Kool Aid. Kool Aid <laughs> juice, like whatever it is. Um, whatever it is. That's not gonna do it. I think that. And so okay, let's to diet culture's point. It exploits us based on our insecurities that are really deep rooted in our biology in terms of what we look and look for in others um, as being a reproductive mate that would have like a higher likelihood of um, our, our offspring surviving. And so these mm -hmm. are things that are in our DNA and that are something that the marketers like play on i'm reading a book right now and i'm like oh my god <laughs> like yes like all the things i've been saying like confirms it and so yeah it talks about like just that so it makes so much sense that like obviously um these certain things are like transferred like down through generations like in our dna and like you know it's encoded in us and so we have these certain responses and these triggers if you will and so marketers are very present to that because you know since like existence that's how we have chosen our mate, like a mate. And so it's something that's so deeply ingrained that it's not going to be going away anytime soon. And so the more that we can bring awareness to it, because while it may be in our DNA, we are at a point where we have all this information available to us and where we have the choice to choose differently and to become more aware. So I love what you said about like, mm -hmm. you wish you would have known because now that you know, 
you're able to see these things and say that confidently, well, that's them like applying this filter to like pick up my worthiness wound and my insecurity so that I will mm -hmm. buy that product. And so we're all looking for, yeah. I feel that like quick cure, right? Like we're all looking for like quick fix, the magic pill, like whatever, the juice, <laughs> the Kool-Aid, like whatever it is, because like we're so overwhelmed with everything else, like, you know, relationships, jobs, life, pandemic that we're like where can i catch a break like where can i simplify and that makes sense you know as humans we look for patterns and at the same time when it comes to things like your health and wellness there is no quick fix and so i think that no. that's like yeah yeah something that i wish that some shit that i wish someone had told me because i know when i was younger i had like diet pills i would try to get um what's the stuff ritalin Adderall. Adderall? Is that the stuff? Oh, that yeah. There, there's all, all of them. All the ADHD pills. Yeah, because yeah. it would, like, you know, make you not hungry and, like, give you a lot of energy. And so yeah. I know for years, like, I would try all that stuff. I would try, like, whatever that, um, was it jacked? Was that the, the pre-workout that they outlawed? I was, like, making oh. a couple things that got outlawed. Yeah, my husband used to take that. Yeah, I don't know what it was called, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So all that's to say that, like, I get it. Like, I get looking for the magic pill and the magic cure. And at the same time, this diet culture is something that's so toxic. And you're right. It is a sneaky little bitch. Ephedra. <laughs> yes. Sarah, Ephedra. Thank you. Well, the thing about it is none of, the, none of the stuff actually works. Like, but the marketing is so good. Like, if you, like, if you didn't know in and and the market, the wording, the marketing, and for women, they try to get at our emotions. And so you would think like, yes, mm -hmm. I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to buy that, whatever, and do try this thing, and this is going to work this time. And sometimes they do work, but only for short term. And it's, it's going to outlaw until it gets lost. And then, but then like, so you, like you, so you're like, well, yeah, maybe if I, if I had more discipline, like if I had more willpower, if I could be more consistent and motivated then these things will work for me. But that's not, that's not it. It's not your lack of willpower or discipline or consistency or motivation is that you're focused on the wrong stuff. It's like, if you didn't worry so much about trying to get that quick hit, that quick fix really fast, like what if you focus instead on getting a good night's rest consistently? Like what if you worried about that? Like what if you, cause that, no matter what you're doing is going to affect your weight and your overall health and well-being. Like if you worried about drinking enough water throughout the day, like what if you just ate in a way that made you feel full and satisfied and fueled your workout so that you could complete a workout and not die halfway throughout, as opposed to worrying about your belly fat because the belly fat or the waist snatched or the butt or the whatever, the other stuff comes as a result of the the long term the long haul things you know that's where diet culture me messed up all the way you know what you said that i was like i think that is some shit so when you were saying like well instead of like buying this product and doing this thing and like you know torturing yourself in the gym what if you just you know got some rest 
on a consistent basis? And what if you just like, you know, fueled your body in a way that felt good? What if you just moved in a way that felt good? And I think that we are in a point in time when if it's not hard, we feel like we're not doing anything. If you're mm -hmm. telling me that like, all I need to do is get some rest. I feel that like, that's not enough. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, but it is, but it, it matters is. so much. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. when your adrenals are stressed out and like God, we've had so many conversations about this in like recent weeks. Um, yeah, like your your body doesn't know like sleep is recovery. And so yeah, we can we can have a shit I wish somebody would have told me about like going to bed on damn time. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah, that is important. But well, I mean if you think about like a in a relationship, like with another person, you know, we could go to a quick little we could do a quick fix to fix our relationship. I don't know what that would be like. I don't know, maybe you'd be cheating. Maybe you think that you're unhappy in your relationship. You're going to go cheat, get that little quick fix somewhere else. But what if instead you just talked to your mate? Like, what if y'all had a conversation? Like, what if y'all just went on some dates? Like, what if y'all just talked to each other and figured out what the actual problem was? Like, what if you got to the actual root of the issue inside of, instead of going outside of the situation? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we're always looking for some, like, outside hit, some outside, like, Validation. We won't that. Yeah. And with social media these days, it makes it it that really by that really feeds into that like innate desire to get that quick win. Mm -hmm. Because we don't want to stick with things for the long term. I and love go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say I love that analogy because I think that it's the same concept and we can apply it in so many different ways. And yeah, to your point, like we don't want to have the conversations and do like the work to like look at it because it's uncomfortable because no one taught us how to. And now yeah. we're at this phase where, so I feel like what's happened is, and correct me if I'm wrong about your experience, but I think that we, you know, have been through as a society, this point in time where we were like, oh, that's uncomfortable. I'm not gonna look at it. I'm not gonna talk about it. Go to my room. It's over. It's done with never to be spoken of again. And now we have, you know, evolved into this point in time where we're like, oh yeah, we need to talk about this. But we're in this space where like some people do, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. It kind of just depends. It's still weird. There's no rule book. There's no playbook. And so many of us live in a day and age where we're so used to being comfortable from physical comfort in terms of like the air conditioning and heat and like, you know, our nice cozy clothes to emotional comfort in terms of like, well, we have a therapist, we can like vent to a friend. And so whenever there are opportunities that require doing this not so comfortable thing where we look at ourselves, if we aren't sure who the fuck that is, then that poses a threat. And so yeah. we don't want to, because what if we learn something about ourselves that makes someone reject us or that makes us not like ourselves. And so, yeah, I think that that is part of the reasons why we're seeking like this outside stimulus in terms of to take it back to, to diet culture. It's why I think we're looking for the ephedra pills or the like waist trainer or the, the juice, Kevin, or excuse me, not Kevin, um, Joe. Joe was like, I wanted, I would hate to see the chemicals that are in scam juice. <laughs> yo no so actually someone invited me to a facebook group. they have facebook groups for these juices like he, this is a whole uh i think it's a pyramid thing like mm -hmm. like like you have like the upline type of thing 
So someone invited me to a Facebook group one time, also, like obviously someone who does not read any of my content. And so, you know how when you get invited to a Facebook group, you can like, just like preview it for 30 days without joining? No. So I had, so I was all up in there. So I was like, what? Like people were really, the women in here were like all over the juice. Anyway, someone did ask about the ingredient list and the ingredients listed, they said were all natural. But I don't know. I have no idea. I don't remember any of the ingredients at all, but they were supposedly all natural. So allegedly. <laughs> allegedly they were all natural. Well, yeah. yeah. I kinda, I kinda but I mean, just because the thing is natural doesn't make it good. I mean, that's a diet culture thing. Like, just because it's organic doesn't mean, like, you don't have to pick the organic option or the natural option. That doesn't mean that it's better or gonna work necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I kind of wanted to like buy the juice and like measure my ass and just like see if it does work. <laughs> like, take a shot a day and see what happens. Yeah. But, yeah, I think so to the, the diet culture point and looking for that quick fix, I think that it's easy for us to, and here's the thing. Okay, so I think if the pill doesn't work, if the, the juice doesn't work, then it's easy for me to look at it and point at it and be like, well, that's why. It's not me. It's because mm -hmm. the pills didn't work. It's because the juice didn't work. So again, I'm mm -hmm. not having to be accountable. I'm not having the, to be the accountability piece. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was that I, I internalized the, it not working. Like because that diet didn't work, like what's wrong with me? Like, what's wrong with my body? I didn't blame the diet or the product or the whatever. I would have been like, well, dang, because, you know, because they're showing before and afters of mm -hmm. all of the people who it allegedly did work on, you know, like, well, mm -hmm. this girl got this results in this many days and she got these results. And then the, in the tiny print is where, like, where you don't look results is the disclaimer. Yeah. Results not typical. <laughs> what? Okay, diet culture. Okay. <laughs> So, and so, yeah, I tried the thing and it, you know, like I said, maybe it would work, but only for a little while and may, but it wasn't anything that was long lasting. If right. I lost weight on a thing, it was like a, as soon as the diet ends or as soon as you stop the pill or stop drinking the juice, like what happens to your butt and your gut then? Like, does right. it all come back? What happens afterwards? And so if, if, if my favorite phrase is if the, what is it? <laughs> If the methods aren't sustainable, then neither are the results. So if whatever you did to get the in the from to get from before to after, if you can't maintain that, then what's the point? Your results also are not going to be sustainable. Yeah. But yeah, that that Facebook group suggested allegedly that the, that the <laughs> ingredients were all natural, Joe. <laughs> and I agree, LOL. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. all right. So, some shit that you wish someone had told you about diet culture. It's a sneaky little bitch. Um, smaller bodies are not better than larger bodies. They're not. No. I mean, yo, I grew up in a larger body my whole life. And by larger, I mean taller. Um, and I had larger thighs. And, and uh, yeah, it, listen... <laughs> Diet culture is rooted in in some pretty funky racist beliefs that you know. Unfortunately, I 
didn't grow up seeing anybody who looked like me who had a body like me because to be honest back then it was Tyra Banks I think it was maybe the curviest black supermodel and I'm not so sure how curvy she was back then I was gonna say I was like I remember she was tiny yeah but on her like on her sports illustrated cover I mean she had boobs right but her waist was tiny right um but but like you know I don't know what diet she was on or what she was doing before her photo shoots to get like that because after she stopped modeling she was no longer that skinny but anyway it's it's just rooted in the belief that brown bodies are not good and you know that because you're a larger person that somehow innately innately that you're not a good person. I mean, how many times have you seen a a fat person and thought negative things about them? Like they're lazy or they're this or that or whatever. And, but you don't know their story or how many times have you seen a skinny person and just assumed that they were healthy, but just because you're skinny doesn't mean that you're healthy. Some people can't, some people can't, can't gain weight if they tried. And they want to, but there's just so much, there's so much happening with the person's body beyond just their size and their shape and their weight. And to judge somebody for it, that's pretty messed up, you know? Yeah. Like, who are we to judge someone because of their, because of the color of their skin, the shape of their butt, how big their belly is, what their thighs look like, if they what they wear like it's just really messed up to think that diet and it's diet culture that has made us believe that that's okay yeah I think you said so much good stuff like in that and have you read I have not read it yet it's on my my reading list um fearing the black body that talks about how diet culture is rooted in racism yeah, I have not read it yet, no, but I'm well, I'm aware of it, yeah. And we should we should book club it because yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, like I, I wanna read it. Um and I'm I'm glad that it's been getting more publicity because I remember I saw something about it like a year or so ago. And more recently I've been seeing more of it. And so yeah, I'm glad that it's getting, you know, out there more. But to your point, yeah, like from everything that I've read and obviously my experience is very different. So this, I'm just speaking from like what I read. It's that like racism was created and it's from so many different things that are really yeah to like demonize like the physical appearance of black people in terms of exactly what you said. Like, like their natural, like aesthetic. It's like whatever it is. Like we were bred to be bigger. Right. And it's like, that's not like, no, this is just how people are. This is just a body. But yeah, so many things have been, you know, positioned in like languaging and in like our culture to make that seem like a bad thing. And to your point about, yeah, like if you have um, a larger frame, then that's like demonized as if that's like a negative thing. And yeah, I love what you said about like, you, you, we don't know, like research is out now. We don't know. A skinny person can be like on a million diet pills and like super unhealthy, whereas someone who has like a larger frame might be like super healthy when you actually look at like their their stats and like what actually ma- matters and like the barometer of health. And so 
yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's important to point out. And yeah, if anyone wants to book club that book with us, let us know because uh, Stephen had also said that like he wants to like he would be interested in reading it as well. So we can all like <laughs> do a big book club um, about that. One of the other things that we had talked about is, and yeah, I just touched on it that health is more important than weight, and that weight is a component of health. And so I think that you touched on it whenever you said it's like a byproduct, like the weight mm -hmm. is a byproduct. And we've spoken about this before, how you kind of just, your body adjusts to like whatever weight it's happy at. Do you want to like share experience with that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think our bodies are kind of just naturally, you, you can, you, it's called your set weight point, or I call it your happy weight. And it's the weight that your body just kind of like settles at. When you're not trying, when you're not forcing it to do anything, but when you are taking care of your mental health and your physical health and, you know, you're just doing the things that you need to do without trying to force your weight to do anything specifically, your weight just figures itself out and it will settle. And it's that weight that you don't have to, um, you know, it'll fluctuate like a three to five pound little fluctuation maybe, but you don't have to force it to do anything. And I'm just, the thing is, sometimes that, that happy weight is a higher number than we want it to be. And that can be a hard pill to swallow. But because um, right now, my happy weight is not what I want, what I would have thought it would have been. But right now, it, it's not budging. <laughs> We've been here for a whole year. So I guess my body's pretty happy where it's at. And I'm cool with that, you know? It's, yeah. it's a little fluffier than it used to be. It's not quite... Um, as defined and toned as it used to be but your girl's happy i get eight hours of sleep a night i drink my like you know it's just it's a it's my weight is only when i step on the scale that is one data point that's one tool that i can use to measure my overall health but then there's like girl like where is your mental health you know are you seeking therapy are you reading books are you doing things to take care of your mind are you practicing self-care are you taking time to rest are you doing other things that are equally as important that those things will then as a byproduct affect where your weight rests at yeah that makes sense that makes sense. Yeah, right. so yeah that's some shit i wish someone would have told me because we were talking about this before when we talked about like body image and self-worth that like whenever I tell people my weight, whenever they guess it, I weigh about 20 pounds more than what people expect. Like on average. Oh, heck yeah. Same. Yes. And so <laughs> that used to upset me <laughs> to like no end. But now people are like, oh, you're solid. And I used to get so offended by that. I'm like, what do you mean I'm solid? Like, no. Yeah. But like, I get it. Like I have a lot of muscle and I'm at a point now where I'm like, that's nothing for me to feel bad about. It's just, it is what it is. Like I'm going to it wait more. Is. Yeah. Yeah. My, no, my dogs, I'm sorry, I cut you off. My dogs weigh the same. One of them, however, has a naturally muscular build. Jody, who's sitting in front of me, this dude is stocky. He is thick. He has like, he has... He doesn't do not nary a push up, but you wouldn't know. I mean, his chest is ripped. <laughs> his quads, his thighs are like, like, he is a beefy dude. And when he jumps on me, he can almost knock me over. Like, he is solid as a rock. Gigi, on the other hand, with her bad tail in there, they weigh the same thing, but her jumps are much lighter. They feel a lot 
it just feels like she we think that she's little mm-hmm. but she's not they weigh the same but he's so dense and he's like all compact it's like if you didn't know any better you would think that like if looking at their numbers only at the number on the scale you know what one of them might weigh more than the other it might be her she might actually outweigh jody but he is heavier he's solid and he's he is he's dense he's compact you know what i mean yeah. And that weight, just that number is, but they're both healthy. Right. Like they both eat the same food. Right. They both get walked just as much. Um, and so that's my point is that even if we all ate the same, worked out the same and did the same, you know, things, we might not all look the same. The weight's going to hit and look different on us. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why the number does not it doesn't matter in the grand big scheme of things. I love that you related it to your furry children. Post, will you post a photo <laughs> later so that we can see them? Because I've seen Gigi, but I can't remember seeing Jody. Like, he's on my Instagram feed. He's the one in, in pictures. He's white. I can't remember. I'm he's gonna have talking. to look and see like how ripped he looks. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't show in those pictures, but he's a stocky dude. He, he's half. He's part pit. Mm. And it's in his body. I love that you like related it to the furry children because I think it's easy for us to like feel some type of way when we compare ourselves to people. And this is something that I like work with um, a lot with clients instead of like, you know, looking at like this emotion as part of yourself, like name it, like call it something outside of yourself so that you can give it like an objective point of view. And so I love that you just did that with the furry children because it's much easier for us to be like, oh, well, that's like a cool consideration, like kind of like an aha moment. Versus if I'm trying to, like, think about, like, 140 on, like, someone else. But I'm like, yeah, but they, like, do this, that, and the other. And so it's it's different. So I love that you were like, yeah, like, the dogs weigh the same. And look at them. Like, this is my point. And they're both healthy. They yeah. both go to the doctor. They both get a clean bill of health. They're both super healthy. And they eat the same thing, the same amount, same amount of exercise. It just hits different. Their, their, their biology is different. Yes. Just like ours. Love that. <laughs> okay so in terms of diet culture um what do you think what problems does it cause whenever we like experience this like we've touched on it but to like directly give it a name yeah i guess this is where eating disorders come from um i don't think i ever had an eating disorder but i had body dysmorphia mm. oh. and um i would say that my eating was disordered mm. for sure mm-hmm. i was definitely um obsessive about like what I ate at a certain point in time so eating disorders and that whole umbrella of things body image issues they all come from that yeah I concur for people who don't know what body dysmorphia is I think we both mentioned it before it's like it's when you are for me it was my thighs I was obsessed with my thighs the size of my thighs and I recently I saw a picture of myself uh I've been recording videos for a program that I'm releasing and I had on a pair of really bright blue leggings and the first thing I saw was my thighs and I was like oh and I but I caught it right away but me back in the day when I was body dysmorphic I would have hit the delete button so quick on that video and went and changed it to some black pants instead and did the whole thing all over again because I was so hyper fixed on my appearance yeah and so I did things like diet or try to like out exercise um to try to like constantly change my body 
turns out your girl just got thick thighs and <laughs> they're not going anywhere. And, um, and it's okay. Like I'm cool with my thick thighs and I'm going to leave them in the video too, because at the end of the day, the people that are going to do this program with me, they got thick thighs too. And it's important for them to see that you, that thick thighed people, larger bodied people can be equally as fit and healthy and strong and do yoga and all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, me having that an immediate, like, oh, my thighs, that's diet culture. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a super consequence of diet culture right away. Um, sometimes it's my belly. Sometimes it's like a, it's um, last night I taught a class and I got hot. So I took off my hoodie and I was in just a sports bra and leggings. And not once not one time did it ever even cross my mind how I looked. Like my body was a non-factor. Love. Right? Love. A non-factor. I, I literally, I won't know if the videos are released how I looked. I have no idea and I don't care. It doesn't, because it doesn't matter. Was I bloated? Probably. <laughs> did my belly roll cloak out? Probably. But do I care? It just is. No one at the end of class was like, yeah, your class sucked because your belly rolls is popping out. No, they were all like, oh my God, that class is amazing. Thank you so much for that yoga. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think but that's, that's the consequence. I think, yes, 1000%. And yeah, body dysmorphia. So it's like, whenever you think that you look different than you actually do, and you feel some type of negative way about it. And so I love that you like shared that personal experience. And thank you for that. Because I think a lot of times, so many of us like won't take off our shirt because we're like, ugh, even though I'm uncomfortable, I'm, I would be more uncomfortable if someone would see me like feeling physically comfortable. Like I would be more emotionally uncomfortable. And that's actually a form of self-sabotage when we don't take care of our needs like that. When we don't like, you know, put on a jacket when we're cold or when we don't like, you know, take a break when we're tired, that's a form of self-sabotage. And so same thing, if you were to be you know, hot, but like not want to take off your shirt because, you know, you're, you're fearful of what others may think. And I'm not like saying like, you should just do it anyway, because that's not the answer. Like, don't do anything that will make you uncomfortable or put you in a compromised position. But at the same time, if you're observing that these feelings are coming up, then that is worth taking, you know, a pause and considering, well, why? Like, why do I care? Why does it matter? Why is this what I'm considering a value of like my worth and like who I am mm -hmm. in that respect. And you mentioned too, yes. Yeah, so problems that diet culture calls, um, eating disorders, body dysmorphia. I think that that also can filter into feelings of guilt about like how we're showing up and how we're looking, which over time can result Dang. in shame about, yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, so feelings of like inadequacy and comparison and, you know, lack of self worth, mm -hmm. like, it's a really damning thing where, you know, it's one of those things like you mentioned, now that you know, you're able to look at it through this different lens. And so I think that we don't necessarily recognize how prevalent it is and like how, you know, entrenched we are in, you know, operating based on this, this agenda, if you will, that has been pushed on us, you know, to fuel the pockets of others. I'm all about like, <laughs> it's the people it's the the big what is it like big not big brother it's like the man the the capitalism man, yeah, yeah yeah so um i think that that 
is like a good point to note that yeah like it's it's so much more like it's easy for us to and i'm glad that we have like a definition where we can say like it is you know looking at these things body image your weight your aesthetic the number on the scale as being like the barometer of health and like placing those those um vanity metrics if you will over like if what's actually true about your overall health and well-being like your mental and like physical and emotional like your, your actual health like um it's cool to have that type of a definition and you know realization and understanding and at the same time i think it's important to note like you know we've had this conversation that it is in so many other little areas that like you wouldn't even think about right yeah can we talk about for a brief second like the clothing industry and then oh. you can wrap it up oh. like why is that when you buy a medium oh. Oh. okay <laughs> why when you buy a medium from one brand and a medium from the other brand they fit all the way different when i was body dysmorphic i would i had no idea what size i wore no, I, or I would, and then when, when I was like getting out of that, like when I was relearning things, I would still buy a large. Y'all, I am a solid medium, solid. It does not fluctuate, but I'd still buy the large because I just thought like, oh, I'm big. No, sis, you're not. It's the meat, but but yeah, the in the clothing industry, and then and then don't don't do CrossFit and have some thick thighs and a butt and a small waist and like, where do you get your jeans? <laughs> like, they had to make jeans. It's irritating. So rich, rich the clothing industry is messed up. The clothing industry, yeah, also perpetuates like fat phobia and. Um, what so lookism is what it's called in the book that I'm reading but yeah like sizeism I guess would be like yeah kind of like what it is yeah Sarah says it's so annoying it is so annoying it's frustrating because, yeah so whenever who I do they make those clothes? Like, who do those clothes fit who I don't do the clothes know. fit no one I I don't know no Maybe, obviously someone because they keep fucking making them but I remember growing up and yeah thank you for pointing this out I never wanted to wear jeans because I felt some type of way about it never and so I always wore like black leggings fast forward to whenever I started you know working out and I'm like oh you're just built different you're not built to fit in these clothes and yeah to your point about sizes thank you for bringing that up that's Mr. his little trachea I know little buddy little buddy okay um oh no okay is he okay okay you okay yeah, he's just looking at me like, bitch, I do this all the time. Um, <laughs> so vanity sizes, that's exactly what that is. And yeah, I think that you're right. Like I used to work in retail and people would come in and be like, oh, well, I'm actually like, you know, a 10, like what I fit in these, like is the sizing because more people are catching on to that now. But yeah, yeah. and I, I agree. Like I, in Nike Pro shorts, I'm a large. And so when um, I go to buy, oh, thank you, Joseph, I hope he feels better. Um, whenever I go to like try on or whenever someone went to like buy me like a pair one time, I was like, yeah, I'm a large. And they're like, no. And I'm like, yes, like, don't make this awkward. Like I'm a large. Yeah. No. Because it's not consistent. It's not consistent. Sarah said I used to not buy certain brands because I was a bigger size than them. Yes. Because it fucks with your head. 
I would refuse like so like if, if I'm gonna be a size 14 or whatever in this I'm not fighting I'm not a size 14 like but what if the 14 fits right <laughs> what if you just feel comfortable in it because right. the size is literally so irrelevant at this point in my life like it's just which pair of well I hate jeans anyway yeah. they're so uncomfortable like which pair of blank whatever it is actually fits the best and flatters your body yeah. regardless like yeah the, the size does not matter really I, cut the tag out yes cut fucking tag out i remember I, <laughs> when i first started um you know functional fitness and i was doing it consistently obviously my body changed and i remember i went shopping it was my friend's wedding and i had to keep going up in sizes in the dress and the game like associate was like oh i'm surprised that like you would get a size that's so big and i'm like I know she did not. <laughs> oh, yes, she did. It's a really pretty dress. I still have it. But my back was so big. I couldn't, like, and that oh, yeah. would show you, like, yeah, who are these clothes made for? And I think that it's cool that we are in a place where people are, like, working out more and, like, you know, embracing, like, what's happening to our bodies. And so there are jean companies now that have been created specifically for, like, you know, large quads and, like, a big ass, like, a small waist, like, yeah. Large, I've got big calves too. I can't wear like knee high boots. Oh, me either. Yeah, same. Yeah, I have to get the wide kind. What is it like the wide? And I, at this point, I don't even care about that anymore. Either I just buy, I just wear, I don't wear boots. Right. Yeah, I remember yeah. I had some that were real cute for Halloween. They had like a little. It was, I was a pirate, so one of the heels was like a little peg, like a little peg leg. Yeah. And. <laughs> I went to put them on, like I found them when I was moving after I had, you know, found functional fitness and I went to put them on, the shit would not zip up halfway. Up the calf. It hits right there at the little muscle. Yeah. Right there. I oh, was like, yeah. yay. Yeah. But also, oh. <laughs> once I was looking for boots one time, I got a cute pair of boots for Christmas and they were so fresh and they would not zip up. So uh -huh. I went to go return them. Freaking, I tried on so many boots in that store. And finally, the guy was like, can I see your leg? <laughs> He's like, show me your calf. And so I was like, well, here it is. <laughs> and he's like, it's not even that big. I was like, I know. It really isn't that big. I mean, but it's there's a muscle there. Right. I and mean, again, it's dense, so you can't, like, stuff it in. Dense. You can't. No, there's, it's a muscle. <laughs> it's flexed. Yeah. But, yeah, no, for the record, ladies, um, who have you know the thick quads like we do old navy rock star jeans fit me very well they actually fit they have stretch in them and they fit my waist without that big gap in the back because i used to have the my like my oh yeah yeah that like my my underwear was show i was oh when i was out one time with my kids and i guess my thong was showing and so a mom was like karen was like your underwear is showing like, okay, ma'am, thank you. <laughs> I feel I feel the breeze, I know. <laughs> but I can't do anything about it because he she's so fit. <laughs> but anyway, but the old new rock star jeans, and I don't know what size I wear anymore, but they fit my waist and make room for my butt and my thick thighs and the calves too. Good to know. I'm gonna put that for our yeah. key takeaways. Um I've heard, I've, I haven't had experience because, yeah, like, I just kind of gave up on buying jeans. Um, I've heard that uh, Athleta has good ones, like jeans for, oh, for yeah. popular. So Old Navy, 
and athletic. We have some comments. I have to get them long also. And they, I don't think athletic carries. That's another thing. That's a whole other story. If you're tall. Oh, yeah. God forbid you be curvy and tall. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not even a. I, I might, but I am, am I, am I that rare? <laughs> it's like, is my body shape that rare that no other tall girl is also tall and thick? What? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where these people are shopping, but yeah. So, all right. You got onesies some comments. all day. Do what? We're sure. We're in curvy. Somebody said onesies all day. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jess says, yeah, that's Jessica. Hey, Jess. Uh, onesies all day. Shasta said, looks like, so her calves are too small for high cut boots. Looks like she's wearing rain boots. So see, again, different body types. Like, I love that because Sarah, um, I used to cut out the tags. Same. Um, and same, your calves are huge. And yeah, thick thighs, they do save lives. Or yeah, for short and curvy. Yeah, I'm a short and curvy. Yeah, Ashley and I could not go shopping together because I don't know where the hell we'd go. <laughs> I, I shop online. I avoid them all. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's the key. Okay. Any questions, comments, concerns, or do you want to do key takeaways and wrap it up? Let's wrap this thing up. I think we hit it all. All right. So <laughs> thank you all for watching. Um, this episode of Should I Wish Someone Would Have Told Me is all about diet culture. So we went over what it is and we spoke about how it's a system that places, you know, a higher value on the aesthetics and the vanity metrics than it does the actual health and well-being. And that, you know, while we can name the problems that it causes, eating disorders, body dysmorphia, um, low self-esteem, like comparison, all these different things, it's really something that is something that has like such impacts on other areas of our lives that like we don't even notice. And so key takeaways that I have, and let me know what yours are, is that there is no magic pill. There is no magic pill. There is no like diet pill or ephedra or anything else that you can take. Uh, scam juice or real <laughs> anything else. Um, the teas, I always see the teas. There's nothing that you can do that's going to like give you what it is that you want. Like it's consistent daily, like implementation of like new habits and really getting clear on what it looks like for you in that capacity. Because as Ashley, like, and I have talked about today and before, and we'll talk about again, you're so unique and like where you are at you know, this point in your life might be different for where you're going to be in the future. It's different for where you were in the past. And so like, these are things that are fluid. And so it's a matter of always like checking in with yourself and knowing what's true for you. Um, and I have your quote here. If the methods aren't sustainable, then neither are the results. And so that's just like exactly what we were talking about with the magic pill. And then in terms of key takeaways, if you are a curvy person and you want to get some, some jeans, old Navy, so rockstar jeans, and then Athleta, I don't know what those are called, but some from Athleta I've heard are good. Um, do you have any key takeaways that you want to add? Did I miss anything? Yeah, no, I think we, the, I would just say if you find yourself like getting caught up in diet culture, um, maybe I'd ask you, I'd encourage you to ask yourself, like, what is it that I'm, that I really want? Like in like, or what I'm searching for that smaller body or that body goal or whatever it is that I think that I'll get as a result of these diet culture like messages. Mm -hmm. What do you really, really want? Like, is it that you really want to lose weight that you want a smaller body? Like, what do you think that's going to get you? Yeah. Like, what do you really want? And that is a important first step 
and like breaking yourself away from the whole diet culture mentality. It's just really thinking about like, do I think that weight loss or this, if I drink this skinny tea and I get this result, will I be happy? Like, so if happiness is what you want, then how can we achieve happiness and joy and acceptance or whatever it is without still having to chase after a body goal? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the mental health of it all. No, I think that that was like right on point because yeah, like if this is something that you later after like hearing us speak today and you're going about your life and you recognize like, oh, I think that I've been doing these things or one of these things or something similar that maybe we didn't mention that, yeah, it's a matter of exactly what you said. Like, what is it that I want? Like, what am I hoping to get from this? And what's stopping me from getting that thing now? Like, why do I think that I need to be the weight or to have the butt or why do I think that I need this, this other thing before I can experience what it is that I truly want? And so, yeah, I think that's yeah. bravo. All right. Where can they find you? What do you have going on? <clears throat> mm, I got Body Love Boot Camp starts on Monday. And we are, so we are focusing on um, for the, there's hit twice a week and then yoga on Thursdays. We're focusing, we are focusing on arms, abs, and ass this round of okay. hit. Um, okay. Because <laughs> I mean, a triple A, exactly. Um, and then on Thursday nights, it's yoga for beginners. So for people who, most of the people who I attract don't know where to start with yoga. They want to try it. They see people doing yoga, but they're like, girl, I can't put my leg right there. I'm like, I got you. So we're going to work on triple A and yoga for six weeks. The first five weeks are all virtual. And then week six, we're going to end it with a hip hop yoga class in person to celebrate all that we've accomplished. So that's what I got going on. We start on Monday. Love. Okay, cool. And so yeah. enrollment is over Sunday night, correct? Enrollment for that, yes, closes on Sunday night. Okay, cool. And the information for that is in the link in my To Be Yoga bio. Okay, cool. Yeah. And to be yoga, I'll link that in um, the description for anyone. It's to be underscore yoga underscore, right? Exactly. Yeah. Cool. That's right, it. Cool. <laughs> um, well, I've got going on booty and brain gains. So I had an epiphany, y'all, where I was like, you know, Ashley and I have had multiple conversations about how when I stopped trying to find the thing and I just started doing the fitness, like, and having fun, the thing happened. And so I was like, holy shit, like you've, you've coached the fitness, you've coached the life, but you've never like put them together. Like what the fuck? So I'm doing that and um, it's going to be 90 minutes. I'm calling it booty and brain gains. And so we're going to be focused on lower body workout for the beginning first 30 minutes. And then from there, I'm going to be doing some live coaching, um, like a live presentation. And then from there, 30 minutes of live coaching for anyone that wants to be coached. And so it's going to come with a workbook and journal prompts. And also um, the anyone who signs up will get a workbook that also has the, the workout that we do for that session as well. So if they want to do it again, if you want to do it again. So that is happening. The first one, I'm going to start doing it monthly. The first one is going to be um, May 15th. That's a Saturday at 9 a.m. And the link is in my bio. And if you want five bucks off, holler at your woman. 
because <laughs> I mean, why not? Like, why not save some cash? So yeah, um, that's what I've got going on. And I'm excited to like put it together in that type of capacity because I don't know why I have not before. Like <laughs> I had like a come to Jesus moment when I was like, wait, <laughs> what have you been doing this whole time? Yeah, no, it makes sense. I love it. Booty and brains. I want to join. Can I do it? Yeah, of course you can do it. Yeah. All right, cool. So me and Ashley will be there. If anyone else wants to join us, <laughs> then come on one and all. Tell your family, tell your friends. If you have any questions or comments, um, do let either one of us know. And I will link all of Ashley's profiles, well, her just two, her profile and then 2B Yoga's in the description. And so um, if you want to check out the Six Week Body Love Boot Camp, then feel free to do so. And yeah, I hope everyone has a great Friday and a great weekend. It's supposed to be warm, so enjoy some of this weather. God, it's freezing today. Mm -hmm. I cannot with this cold weather. Yeah, in North Carolina today, it was 28, it, yeah, 20 degrees when I woke up. Yeah, mm -mm. that's a no for me. <laughs> Unsubscribe, please. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a no like, for me. Yeah, what is not, this? not what I signed up for, but it should be fun this weekend. Um, Yeah, so I hope everyone has a good one. Bye, y'all. All right, bye.